0: Hallelujah. We talk so much about the name of Jesus, we fail to realize how powerful that name is. I'm going to say that again. We talk so much about the name of Jesus, we fail as Christians to realize just how powerful and authoritative that that name is. I'm going to read to you in the Bible today, but I'm going to save it for the end. So, um, let's just, let's, let's save it for the end here. I want to talk on this topic, the name above every other name. The name above every other name. To say that names are significant in the scripture would absolutely be an understatement today. And I'm going to tell you why. They did not just draw from a hat, and we've talked about this in the past. But for you that weren't here, I'm going to give it to you now. They did not just get a hat out and say, "All right, we're going to throw some names in here. We're going to draw from the hat and um, pull it out and say your name will be Johnny." All right. They did not do it that way. They would say, "Your name is Johnny because Johnny means etc." A matter of fact, I was doing some studies. It was in the 14, 15, even 1600s where uh, you remember some of the kings. um, Louis, for instance, I was looking up one that was Louis. He reigned in the 1500s and into the 1600s. King Louis, and they called him Louis the First, Louis the Second, Louis the Third, Louis the Eighth, Louis the Tenth. Every time they'd have a baby boy, they'd name him Louis. Can you imagine Thanksgiving meal there? Hey, Louis. Everybody. Louis. I guess I had to name each other. Hey, Louis the Third, over here. Louis the Third. You, yeah. I couldn't even keep up with all those names. They name it. Sometimes we name our children. Whenever I named Ansley, we named her Ansley for the purpose. My mother's name was Anne, who's with Jesus now. We thought, Well, we can Bring her grandmother in her life in that way by just putting Anne on the front, Ansley. And that was kind of our mentality there. Many of you named your children because grandpa or a great-grandpa, maybe they didn't even ever, they never met them, they're dead and gone, but in their memory, you named your kids after them. There's something important about a name. But but when we talk about the scriptures, there's always a purpose. For a name whenever you read about Ben and I whenever uh, Rachel had heard her daughter and 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 the Bibles are her son Ben and I Ben was born and she said I bore him in pain let his name be called pain to which Jacob or Israel walks into the room and says no you're not going to call him that you're not going to tag him that his name will be uh, not called Ben and I or will be called Ben because he means I can't remember the exact terminology but it means the son of my right hand so he changes the name because our names him Benjamin I'm sorry and says Benjamin means the son of my right hand his name will not be Ben because it means something derogatory so these names are very important to them for the simple fact of what the meaning of the name is it is so powerful that we understand the meaning what is the meaning of your name does anybody know the meaning of your name do you care what the meaning of your name is Back in the old days, you'd go into the bookstores and they have those bookmarks up with your name on there. Well, today I got curious and I said, I don't even know what my name means, you know, let's figure out what I am. And so I looked up the name Jimmy, you can always believe Google, it's always right. And so I looked up Jimmy, and when I looked up Jimmy, I looked at several websites just to verify they weren't lying to me, and the word Jimmy means supplanter. Now for you that that used, I don't even know what that means, well that's what Jacob's name was. God changed his name to Israel. I'm changing my name, folks. So I look up, what does the even mean? It said, well, if you're the type of person that wants to throw somebody off of their throne so you can sit on it, you may be a Jimmy. You can't believe everything you read on Google, All right. The name is so important. See, I want us to understand it's so true that when we think about the name of God, He has so many attributes. He has so many names. In the Old Testament, I'm going to take you through a few of them because I don't have time to go through all of them, but it's a brief study of names that I want to take you through. In each of these names, there's divine attributes. There's some divine abilities and actions that we see God working and bringing deliverance to those that have trusted in Him. The first name that I want to use is Elohim. The word Elohim simply means, uh, it's revealed in Genesis chapter 1, it simply means the God of creation. It means God's activity in creation. See, I want you to understand, He is a God today of creative power. Do you understand? Let me, let, let me say it this way in layman's turn. God is in the business of taking nothing And making something. You see that's what God did with me. That's what God did with a lot of you. When he found you. You were not much of anything. But when he got finished with you. You had a good job. You had a good name. You had a good family. You didn't think you'd ever have the things you have now. The blessings that God's granted to you. You never thought it would be possible. But when God took nothingness. He turned it into something. His name is Elohim. He has creative power in Job 26 in creation the Bible said he stretched the north over empty space it said he hung this world on absolutely nothing God knows how to work with nothingness Genesis said the earth was without form and void darkness was upon the face of the deep but the spirit of God was hovering over the waters then God said let there be light there's never been light before but this God can create something out of nothing and he says let there be light all of a sudden Bam, the lights cut on like a light switch. And then he says, we're going to make a separation. There's going to be lights in the firmament of the heaven. The sun is going to come up in the morning. It's going to be the the greater light. And then in the afternoon, the moon is going to rise. It'll be the lesser light. But God spoke it all into existence absolutely from nothing. He told us, he said, there's going to be signs and seasons for days and for years. It's going to rain. It's going to snow. It's going to sleep. It's going to be hot. It's going to be cold. Out of nothing, all of a sudden, the wind's going to start. A tornado's going to develop. There's going to be things that happen, and all of a sudden, hurricanes are going to take place. It's all a part of God's creation. And then, when God saves you, what did God say? He said, when I save you, you become a what? A new creation in God. For the old things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. Aren't you glad today that God is? Elohim, but not only that, God is also, and you may remember the song He's El Shaddai. Now, this name is revealed to us in Genesis chapter 17 1 through 2, and it means. Almighty God. He is almighty. It means He is the all-sufficient sustainer. What that means is it doesn't matter what you need. God has access to it. And He has access to a plenty of it. You will never be able to outgive God. God said, I will pour blessings on you. Because God's storehouse is always full. It doesn't matter what you need today. You need healing? He's a healer. You need some financial blessings. Money's not an issue with God He could put it in your bank account overnight You wake up and realize That the bank made a mistake Or an error They didn't realize they made Don't ever doubt God is El Shaddai He's all sufficient It also means He's sovereign That means that He's above all There's no other gods before Him That's why he told us in the first commandment, he said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me because no other god can stand when I come in the room. I'm the almighty God. God, how many of you understand today that we should not allow our worries and our stress to bog us down? We should not allow these things to bring us down. No, no, no. We don't have time for that. We're serving the almighty God. All we've got to do is call on El Shaddai and he will be in our rescue. When you read in Genesis chapter 17, you find it's the story of Hagar. She had a son. It was God's promise to Abraham. And and you'll also read that, that Sarah was jealous of that. So God promised Sarah, who was barren, said, I'm going to give you a son too. Now there were 25 years, I need you to hear this, there were 25 years between the promise of Isaac and the actual birth of Isaac. How in the world could Abraham possibly hold on? He understood that El Shaddai was going to sustain him in between the promise that he had given him and the fulfillment of that promise. I want you to understand something today. Sometimes we have to wait for the promise. But I know that God, El Shaddai is with me to sustain me until the fulfillment of the promise. In other words, we have to wait from the promise to the blessing. But if God said it, El shaddai has a plenty in his storehouse. He's a sovereign God. He's an almighty God. He's the self-sustaining God. That means he doesn't need me to help him be God. He doesn't need my opinion of things he should do. He is God and he is God alone. I've just got to trust him like Abraham that if God said it, God is going to do it. Aren't you glad for El Shaddai? And then there's another one known as Adonai, another name of our God. This name simply means Lord. It speaks of the Lordship and the one who rules over everything. Another definition would mean that he is in control. How many of you like it when you lose control of a situation? Am I the only one in the room that has this personality flaw? When we lose control over a situation, sometimes we get a little stressed. We know as long as our hands are in it, everything's going to be okay. That's why for some leaders, delegation is so hard. Because they know if I keep it in my own hands, you know, I can do it the way I want to do it. Oftentimes, we get this way in our Christian life. That we want to hold everything in our hand. Our situations, our troubles, our strife, we hold it in our hands because we believe as long as we have control of the situation, we can dictate everything that happens. So we can make things work according to our plans as long as we're holding it in our hands. But I want you to understand today that God cannot be in control of my life as long as I am trying to control my life. Oh, God, help me today. It is only when I hand myself to Him and say, God, this is all about selling out. And say, God, I am completely yours. My house is yours. My car is yours. My family is yours. You take it. I'm not in control of it because I can't handle this. Man, it's too much stress. Why in the world am I going to stress myself out? I'm serving this God that is known as Adonai, meaning He is the Lord of all things. He in control of everything. You cannot know him fully as Lord as long as you are in control. There has to be a total relinquishing of control to him. I want Adonai to rule my life. By the way, I need him to do that. Because I can't do it by myself and I'm figuring that out. Next, as Pastor Brian just sang to us, his name is Jehovah. I love the name of God Jehovah. It is used over. You get in your Old Testament, you will find over and over and over again, God uses it. It means that God is the self existing one. That means He doesn't need help. He doesn't need anybody's help at being God. How many of you have tried to tell God what to do recently? How many of you have tried to tell God that you think you know what's best in your situation? If He would do it this way, it would be better. We con- we've contemplated. We've thought it out. We've got every direction. We've got straight, back, left, right. We've already got it figured out. We know right's the best turn. So we go ahead and pray. And the way that we pray as if we just need God to approve our plans. Anybody know what I'm talking about? God, I've already done my homework now. I know what I need to do. I need to go right over here. This is exactly. And God says, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm Jehovah. I'm the self-existing one. If you're going to trust me with your life, is that an I, Lord? You're going to give me control of your life? Then I'm going to need you to step back because when you think you're supposed to go right, I'm fixing to send you left. I am absolutely going to send you in the opposite direction of where you think you should go. God doesn't need my help being God. He's Jehovah. Whenever He sent Moses, you'll recall the story to Pharaoh, and He said, when I get there, who do I tell them that you are? He said, you tell them I am uh, <laughs> who I am hallelujah when you read the translation of I am you know what it means Jehovah he said you go tell Pharaoh Jehovah has sent you I'm the one and only God there is nothing he can do to stop what's about to happen to Egypt he doesn't have the power within his kingdom to tell me what to do there's going to be ten plagues he's going to harden his heart I already know how this story ends you go and let him know that Jehovah is the one that is in control. All by myself, I will be your God. The people will call me by my name. I have complete power to give the Israelites what they need. I'm Jehovah. Now when you look at Jehovah, Jehovah continues to get a little bigger. God adds things to the word Jehovah there's eight elaborations that God uses that he elaborates to that name Jehovah in the scripture and I love it And I've got sermons that I can preach these all by themselves so today you're just getting a gist of it but the first one is Jehovah El Olam now Jehovah El Olam means the everlasting God it was in Genesis 21 Abraham built an altar in the midst of a great concern he had with Abimelech the king He built it and trusted God to reveal the truth in his own time. He built an altar and then he waited on God. See, I want you to understand. There are times when you have to do just that. He's the everlasting God. You have to trust. Listen, God is going to be, he's been here forever. He's not going anywhere. All right? When we get impatient because we say, "God, I ain't got so many years left," you know, we got to get this thing. God, God doesn't think on our time schedule, because God can do in one day. He said, "One day in heaven is like our one day on earth is like a thousand years in heaven." He says, "My time is different than your time," so God doesn't stress out with time. If God wants to change your situation, I don't care if you're 90 years old in this place, and you say, God, you better hurry. If God wants to change it, this everlasting God's been around for a while, He can do it overnight. That's how God works. He's going to be here forever. So He's not worried about time like we are. So there are times we've got to do like Abraham, and we've got to build an order and just trust that God's going to take care of the rest. Some of you missed that, so I'm going to bring it home again. Throw that out again, baby. I said there are times that you need to build an altar. You need to go find a place of prayer. You need to seek the face of God. And you need to leave it at the altar did anybody ever remember the old song just take your burden to the Lord and just leave it there see that's why sometimes when we do altar call we do it see there's something that when you come in the Old Testament to bring your offering which is at the altar the holy place that that, that, that um, Aaron would go into the high priest and when he gets in there if he goes empty-handed God's not going to accept that sacrifice he walks in there with that lamb he walks in and he leaves the lamb at the altar. The lamb is killed, sacrificed on the burnt offering. The blood is splattered all over the altar, which is a sermon in itself because sometimes the altar gets messy because at the altar something's got to die. But when I come to God, and that's just a little little nugget for y'all, but whenever I come to God, I've got to bring something with me to the altar. And there's some of you, you've come to the altar, you bring your troubles with you, you say I'm going to praise God, I'm going to let God do this for me but you walk back with your trouble But God doesn't intend for it to be that way He has made the altar for one purpose So that you can bring your trouble to the altar Give Him your sacrifice of praise And then you leave your trouble on the altar Knowing He's the everlasting God You said your prayer You built your altar Now you're going to wait on God to bring your miracle He is Jehovah El. And then he's Jehovah Jireh, probably the most popular name that we use of God. That is simply the God who provides. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Has he ever done it for you? Whenever Abraham is walking up this side of the mountain, he's got Isaac there with him. Isaac's getting wood for the fire. They're carrying everything up. He's about to sacrifice his only son. God's trying Abraham's faith. They're coming up this side of the mountain. As they're coming up this side of the mountain, him thinking I'm going to have to kill my son, there's a ram, oh God Almighty, coming up on the other side of the mountain. So when I finally get to the place of destination, and the boy looks at me and says, Hey, Daddy, where's the sacrifice? And when I look to my left, because I hear the bleeding of this this ram that's caught in a thicket, just by chance got caught. That doesn't even seem possible. They're always in this terrain. But because God, Jehovah Jireh, came on the scene, he got trapped in this thicket to which he said, Boy, there goes the sacrifice that God has provided. See, I need to tell somebody While you're climbing up the mountain Wondering what in the world you're going to do When you finally reach the top I came to tell somebody That while you're struggling to get to the top Your miracle is on the other Oh, God Almighty On the other side of the mountain And by the time you get up there You're going to say Praise Jehovah Jireh The Lord has provided yet again My God Give Jesus a hand clap of praise today Somebody My God Oh, yep. He's Jehovah Rapha. Do you know what Jehovah Rapha means? It means the God who heals. In Exodus 15:26, the Lord God promised Israel that disease would not come upon them. He said, I am the Lord thy God, Jehovah Rapha, that healeth The, can I tell somebody whenever the Egyptians had bulls on them, guess who didn't have bulls on them? The Israelites. When there's grasshoppers and locusts jumping around in their dough, guess who didn't have grasshoppers in their dough? It was the Israelites. God had separated them. See, I want you to understand something today. My God is still a healer. God still takes care of His people. There's some of you in here today that you need to grab this concept. The name of God. You need to understand that He is Jehovah Rapha. If you need a healing, you need to call out on the name of Jesus and say, Jehovah Rapha, I need you to show up. My body's in pain. I'm suffering here. I need you to come because I believe that by your stripes I am healed. Not only that, but He's Jehovah Nisi. i got to hurry. Jehovah Nisi simply means the Lord is my banner, or the Lord is my standard. We find this in Exodus 17. You can read it when you got home, 9 through 16. It would take me too long. But there's a battle going on. Abraham, or, or I'm sorry, Moses is at the mountain. The Bible says that Aaron and Hur came up because Moses is holding his staff. That's the banner of war, so to speak. He's holding the staff. He gets weak and his hands go down. You know the story that whenever his hands go down, Israel starts losing the battle. Aaron and her get on the other side of him and they hold up his arms and as long as his arms are up, guess what? They're winning the battle. The lifted standard ensured a victory. The lifted standard ensured a motivated army. An army that was depleted. All of a sudden when the banner is lifted high, it strengthens their army. Can I tell somebody that if you're going to fight a battle, you got to have Jehovah Nisi beside you. Because when you go into the battle, he is your banner. In other words, what that says is he is my strength. So whenever Satan comes against me, it is the hand of the Lord that is high and lifted up. That says, devil, not today, not today. Go on back home. Because I am their banner. I am their strength. I'm Jehovah Nissi. And then he's Jehovah Shalom, which means he's the God of peace. In Judges 6, 23 and 24, God tells Gideon, I'm not going to let you die. The Bible said that he named the altar that day and he called it Jehovah Shalom. Because of God's assurance to stand with him in the battle. Have you ever experienced the peace of God in your life? Have you ever lost someone that you loved? And you felt the loss in your heart? And you got in your room and you begin to pray and tears roll down your eye. But all of a sudden this God Jehovah Shalom shows up in your bedroom and all of a sudden you can't explain it you don't understand it because it defile all human logic it doesn't even make sense scientifically theolog- there's no sense in this but all of a sudden out of nowhere Jehovah Shalom steps into the room and all of a sudden you feel better than you felt in years the peace of God comes on you have you ever been going through a trial and wondering oh God what am I going to do but all of a sudden entered the room, Jehovah Shalom. Aren't you glad for Him today? Aren't you glad He's still the peace speaker? He speaks the waves and they have to calm down. He can speak to your heart today and He can make it calm down. Just another name and attribute of our great God. He's Jehovah Rathi, which means the one who shepherds. In Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in what kind of pastures? In green pastures. He constantly greens up my life when I trust in the shepherd. When we use the word green, some of you, uh, you may look at your yards. I looked today and uh, as I was driving off and there's some greenery coming up. That means new vegetation. Now, I just want grass to be in my yard, but it's some of that other stuff coming up in it. Does anybody have that in their yard or am I the only one? God forbid. Yeah, crab grass and I think I saw a four-leaf clover this morning. I don't know what it is. It's out in the ground. It's greenery. It shows me that spring is on the way. Can I tell you David says when I follow this shepherd he said he keeps greening up my life that means if I follow him and trust him things aren't going to get worse for me in the end everything is going to be better because this shepherd is not going to lead me down any path that I ought not go. Hey brother, if I go down a path that I don't understand I'm going to go down it because Jehovah Rapha has sent me down this path. I'm going to trust the shepherd because if he says it's good for me then i believe." It's good for me Number seven as I hurry along He's Jehovah Sid Canoe Yeah I wrote it down so I could say it right Jehovah Sid Canoe Which means our righteousness The Bible said we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus We are not righteous Not because of what we do What we've done We are righteous because of Him we are not saved today Because we just deserve to be saved We are saved because Jesus Christ Took his sins on his shoulders bore them up The old Golgotha's hill And he became sin for us So that we could live in the righteousness of God Aren't you glad for Jehovah Sidkenu? And then the last name I want to give you Is simply Jehovah Shama And this one would preach for an hour But I, I can't It simply means the God who is there in Exodus 48 35 he says it this way he said the Lord is there he is an ever-present help not when I'm not in trouble but he is a very present help in the time of my trouble Jesus gave me the promise even in Matthew 28 he said I am with you how often Always, even unto the end of the age or the end of the world. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad to tell somebody today. I don't care what you're going to face tomorrow. This is why God said you don't need to worry about tomorrow. You just worry about today because I am going to take care of tomorrow. What He's trying to tell you, His name, one of His attributes, He's Jehovah Shammah, which means that God God is already there. So let come against me whatever's going to come against me. I want the devil and all of hell to know Jehovah Shammah is his name. He is already waiting on me when I get there. Aren't you glad for that today? Give God a hand clap of praise. What a wonderful, powerful name. But I'll leave you with this. We've talked about great names of God. And there's plenty of them. But I want to briefly tell you about the greatest name. And that's the name of Jesus. The name that we so often utilize. We so often fail to understand how powerful that this name is. So one day God in all of His attributes. In all of His characteristics. In all of His name. In every Jehovah in the Word of God. In Elohim. In every one of the names that I've said to you even more that are in the Old Testament. That I don't have time to reveal today. God said I am going to reveal myself in the Old Testament. I'm going to come into the New Testament. And I need one name in a nutshell. This is a preach. Preach. I need one name in a nutshell that can cover all of it. I need a name that when you say it, God shows up. I need a name that when you're in pain and you call it, He heals you. I need a name that in your distress, you call it, and God is there to answer and to meet your needs. So then, He goes to a little virgin girl and in one name, He says you are going to call His name Jesus We're going to simplify things. When you need a healing, you're not going to have to say Jehovah. When you need this and that, a banner, you're not going to say that Jehovah name. All you are going to have to do is call on the name of Jesus Christ. Look look at, at, at this. And so she said, said, I'm going to give you this name. You shall call his name Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. There's powerful. Let's go to, uh, to uh, our text, uh, Chevy. The Bible said, let's, let's go the things which you have learned. I must have gave you the wrong one there, Chevy. It's chapter 2. It's chapter 2. I need chapter 2 and verse 9. Just go to that one really quick. 9, 10, and 11 is the ones that I want. The Bible says in verse 9, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name. Now I love this verse because I love the fact it is not a name, it is the name. All other names have to take a seat when you mention this name. So the Bible said, Therefore God has also highly exalted Him, given Him the name which is above every other name. Salvation can only be obtained through His name. Hallelujah. And then He stated in Romans 14.11, He said, Every knee shall bow to this name, and every tongue shall confess to God. Look at verse 10. That at the name of Jesus... Now if he were have put all the names in there this would have been one of the longest scriptures in all of the Bible. But he says I'm going to put it in a nutshell. And at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. Notice of those in heaven and those of earth and those under the earth. Stop it right there. What God is saying is at the name of Jesus the angels in heaven fall down. At the name of Jesus the 24 elders start crying out. At the name of Jesus those three winged beasts said her seraphim say holy 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 is the Lord God almighty which was and which is and which is a, when the name Jesus is used in heaven it's not nonchalant all of heaven goes in to celebration and all listen to me but he said not only will it happen, in heaven, he said, also at the name of Jesus, he said, everything that is on earth that means that when we use the name of Jesus, every devil that is roaming this church today is going to start trembling. If the devil has decided to show up at Gap Hill Church of God this morning, every time I say the name of Jesus, he gets a little nervous and he's got to flee this place, and the presence of God is going to be a Because when the name of Jesus is used, ladies and gentlemen, let us not take His name lightly when we use His name, my God Almighty. And then not only that, but He says those things that are under the earth. What this simply means is that every devil in hell, when the name Jesus is used, even those that have denied Jesus... They're going to be crying as they hear this glorious name. It is torment to them every time they hear the name of Jesus. My God Almighty. But then let's read verse 11. Come on to the piano, Sandra. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Are you with me? Jesus is God. In one name, God has wrapped Himself. He's God the Father. He's God the Son. He's God the Holy Spirit. He's God all three in one. We believe in the Trinity. Jesus today, when we use His name, we're calling also on God and the Holy Spirit. In a nutshell, aren't you glad the greatest name has been put in that nutshell? And we have been given the authority. See, Jesus is the only name, ladies and gentlemen. Neither is there salvation in any other form. For there is no other, uh, no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. But by the name of Jesus Mohammed will not get it done Buddha will not get it done Allah will not get it done but my name will not get it done but at the name of Jesus a man in chains they all fall to the ground because legion cannot hang around when Jesus shows up the devil cannot get the victory when Jesus shows up I wish somebody would praise him I feel like preaching a camp meeting today there's a for name. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Listen to me. Listen to me. i got to give you this. So, so today, I'm, I'm going to give you this. I, I, I've So often we, we talk about the fact of where the Bible says that we should not take the Lord our God's name in vain. We have always said that if you say God and you add a curse word to that, then you've taken God's name in vain. But I hear people all the time I hear it, they'll say Jesus' name. And they'll say it out of anger. That's misusing the most powerful name in the whole world. So when we do that, we are breaking a commandment. We are breaking one of the Ten Commandments when we use His name in vain. If you use the name of Jesus and it is not for the purpose of deliverance, victory, salvation, or to praise His name, you, my friend, Have just broken a commandment of God. What I'm trying to say in layman's terms. Is that if you are going to use. His name. Then use it like it's supposed to be used. Use it with authority. You don't have to whisper. You let the devil know I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Use it. With authority. And I'll tell you, I'll give you every tithe you've ever paid to this church back today. If you use that name in the right way and it doesn't give you breakthrough that you need, you can have every bit of your money back, go to another church down the road. I'm that confident that this name is so powerful that if we would use it with the authority that God's given every believer, I don't care. There's no train that'll hold you bound. There's no devil that can keep your family bound. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every tongue confesses. That name is the greatest Name that I know It is the name above every other name Sing that There is power There is power If you need to pray If you want to come You can come right now You ought to call that name If you need something Call it right now Call his name call his name right now whatever your situation is you call on his name i promise you it will work i promise you it will work at that name everything will happen just one name just one name my god oh
1: power in the name of jesus there is power in name of Jesus and there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain 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 to break every chain, break every chain. and there is power In the name of Jesus, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of
0: Jesus. There's power in his name
1: to break every chain.
0: He can break Break every 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 chain.
1: To break every chain. To break every chain. To break every chain. To break every chain. And there is power in the name of Jesus. And There is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain. Break every chain.
0: If you believe it has power, it'll work. If you'll just believe it has power, I'm telling you, it'll work. It's never failed.
1: Break every chain. And there is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power Break every chain and there is
0: power in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, there is power there is power
1: in the name of Jesus.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Oh there is power Hallelujah in the name of Jesus break every chain. He can snap them. Break every chain. Oh glory break
0: to every God. Chain. Hallelujah.
1: To break every chain, break every chain. Chain. And there is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. And there is power in the name of Jesus. To break, every chain, to break 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 every chain. And there is power in the name of Jesus, and there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. Oh, to break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. And there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power
0: There's power in the name, in the name of Jesus. Of Aren't you glad there is? Hallelujah.
1: There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. God, break, break every, every chain. chain. Break every chain. Just keep playing, send break,
0: break every chain. As she keeps playing, I do want to make mention there's a meeting fallen church in the choir room for the A1 retreat. I can't remember if I announced that or not, but I was supposed to, so, so you guys know that. Aren't you glad for the powerful name of Jesus today, folks? I'm telling you. Whenever you need something, I need you to say that name. And sometimes all it takes is a whisper. But if you believe that that name has power, it will work. I promise you, I'm telling you, it'll work. God bless you. Keep playing. God bless you.